Welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast that spotlights truly inspiring individuals that have taken a leap of faith by leaving their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, to pursue their passion, otherwise known as their cocktail. I'm Janae Green, and I'm so excited to be here today with celebrity stylist Sarah Slutsky. So let's start right at the beginning. Where did you go to school and what did you do right after college? So where I went to school, I think, is actually really important to my career path because I grew up in the Midwest and my family preferred that I stay in the Midwest. So I Mm. found a program at the University of Cincinnati, which is a five-year program with co-ops. So every other quarter I interned full time um, and was really able to like carve out the path. Um, You know, I always knew that I wanted to tell stories with clothes. I grew up really like involved in the arts and painting and drawing. And my grandmother was a fashion illustrator and always like, I don't think I knew, I don't think anyone around me knew like that stylist existed. Yeah. You could work at magazines and like take photos and somehow like clothes and photos came together. Yeah. But, you know, I was like growing up in the 90s. So, you know, <laughs> social media didn't you know, like tabloids were like celebrity like fashion. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So different. And then suddenly, like as I was in school and like developing my career path, our exposure to red carpet just increased and just like yeah suddenly was there and even when I was doing my internships I mean I didn't have Instagram until I don't know a couple years after college like it just wasn't yeah it wasn't big then I didn't even I don't even think Instagram existed until probably I was working at Vogue at the time but I just remember one day like being at Vogue and someone being like maybe you should get an Instagram account like it's kind of fun and artistic you might like it and yeah like what is this like but I do so backtracking you know being able to be in this program in college where I was able to do all these different types of internships really helped to paint a picture of what I loved to do and what I was good at yeah I didn't want to do and helped me really to like find my footing in New York City because Mm -hmm. I was in school in Cincinnati right baby steps to getting into New York, which I think for a young person, especially from a different place other than New York, you know, getting used to a city like this can be... It's a culture shock. It is a culture shock. And are these birds driving you crazy? I have to know. It's okay. No, I feel like we can just acknowledge that they're there and then now we can move on. (laughs) Okay. I just want to know that I'm sitting outside in a backyard and like, it's well, it's like, solidly November and like how can I not sit up that's what I'm saying the weather is ridiculous so please let the birds chirp in the background enjoy this weather like goldfinch on my tree it was very wonderful oh my gosh (laughs) so nice so yes those are the birds but um (laughs) yeah so I um you know the program it was amazing like it started you off design students product development students, which is what I was, we Mm -hmm. were all on the same track to begin with. So, you know, you learn sewing, you learn fashion illustration, you learn construction, you learn how to truly create create a garment. Mm -hmm. And then in the um, third year, because it's a five-year program, design and product split off and product focuses on things like, okay, now we have clothes. How do we market them? How do we talk about them? How do we like it was the first time I ever heard the word style them like mm-hmm. how do we 
they like put clothes together um, in ways that tell stories, in ways that sell them, in ways that allow people to connect. Yeah. Um, that's how I, that's how my major, like how my career, like my college experience shaped up for me and set me right. on my career path. So I interned, you know, everywhere from like a design internship with Abercrombie and Fitch to mm-hmm. working with Leard and Partners, which is a um, creative agency in Manhattan that happened to be working on the American Women Gala. Oh, wow. Um, the women, American Women Exhibit at the Met Gala. Sorry. Okay. A lot of words. <laughs> um, <laughs> So like by default, I got to, you know, work with the CFDA and Vogue in one of my internships and like see all these different players and people that come together to create this like extraordinary event. Yeah. Um, And it was just awesome. You know, (laughs) Um, I just like loved being an intern. Like when anyone I was working for would ask me to do something, I was like, this is the most. So eager. Like, let me write it down. Yeah. It's like, let me get it done. Yeah. Um, but I really do think because of that internship experience, I was really prepared, not just like for my first job, mm-hmm. but how to get a job. Yeah. You know? Like how to make a resume, how to be a professional person in an interview, how to like just cold email and then follow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I've learned that like that isn't always taught in schools. I was lucky enough to be in a fashion program that we did actually talk about, like the emails, the cover letters, like interview etiquette, but not, most schools don't cover that. It's not like a a course that's required. And like, you know, most of the people that I'm closest to in my life are in very traditional careers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, their paths were so different than mine and recruiters coming and like understanding you know, that they would probably just be like fed into an industry. Exactly. Um, like that wasn't true for me. And, you know, we've, I don't know, I see, I see students who, you know, didn't really know where they wanted their career to go. And they mm-hmm. weren't in a program that like had the internships or weren't in a program that really talks about being a professional. And I yeah. thought like, well, for them, like, it's like life 101, I think is skipped all the time. Yeah. And, not just in college, but like in high school and like even before, like critical yes. thinking, right? Like, right. Like, are we teaching our kids to think critically? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, have kids, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that it's being taught, though. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So, internships, get them, do them. They're the most essential part, especially in fashion. I feel like that is the most essential part to your career. It's going to shape what your career is going to be. Totally. And then I think on the flip side too, like professional women, like be good mentors, right? Yes. I think it's like really also important for people to understand why um, it then does also fall on us to be accountable to these interns, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to your whole team, you know, to everyone who works with you. That's true. So, yeah. I so mean, that's that's kind of where you started. And then how did your career evolve? Like what were, how many jobs did you have? You started, was Vogue first? Yes. So after, after I had seven internships. Oh my gosh. That is actually really impressive. That's a lot of interning. That's a lot. Um, but, you know, those were baked into my program. So yeah. I graduated. I went 
to South America because wow. you do, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just very curious and tra- I'm still very curious and like love traveling, but I love going to like places where it's going to be very, very different from where I live. Yeah. So um, that was that was South America. I went to Peru and Ecuador and Bolivia. But I knew I was like, I'm going to be back on July 22nd and on August 1st, I'm moving to New York. Like, that oh, my God. Like, Wait, how long were you in South America? Um, probably like early June. Whenever I graduated, I left like a couple of days late. I was there for like almost two months. Awesome. Okay. And you knew you're like, this, this was kind of like your, what's like, like a gap summer-ish type of thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I think, um, you know, I was just like hungry to soak it all up. And yeah. at the same time, I also had a tremendous fear, I remember, of like, oh my God, if I don't start work right after I graduate, everyone will be hired. Yes, you're like, and there'll be no jobs left. <laughs> there'll be no room. Like, uh, I was like terrified. So it was very important to me that I like knew the day I was going to get there. So yes. that before I left for this trip, I had like a spreadsheet of all the people I was going to email and be like, oh hello, I have now graduated. I'm going away, but I will keep you posted on my travel. So when yes. I return, <laughs> I literally remember saying, that's like, great. <laughs> I, it's kind of, it, I think it was great, you know, like thinking back, it's hysterical because I think like these people that I emailed, which I'm telling you was extensive, the list. Yeah. Like, people either really know me or like me. Maybe a few of them did. Right. Maybe some had a good laugh around the office. <laughs> but, but I was like, dear, and I'll leave out names, but yeah. like, dear, <laughs> menswear editor at new york Times magazine like i remember i was like i just left ecuador where i had the most amazing experience oh my god i noted the colors of the you know women on the side of the road and they were selling these amazing blankets oh my god so much detail i literally was so detail oriented and so like i observed this as a trend so when i come back let's talk and maybe hire me you know you know what that probably really set you apart whether or not they're like okay wow this is a lot or they're like okay i can appreciate her efforts like it's i'm sure it set you apart i i think what i would advise (laughs) future graduates or current graduates who are taking their gap quarantine yes you know, write the email, be personable, like don't make it be like cut and paste, but like keep it to a, keep it brief. Keep it to a minimum. A People don't have emails. a lot of time or patience. Right. We get a lot of emails. Yes. So, you know, but I do think it worked out and um, I was like, that deadline is the important because yeah. I told these editors I was coming back on this date to be yes. hired. They're waiting for me, I think. They're, of course. Your job is just waiting for you in New York City. So naive, but also so like terrified, and also so like my life will end if I don't get a job right now, right away. Oh my gosh! So you did end up getting a job when you came back. How quickly did that happen? So moved to New York City on August first, and moved in with my good friend Danielle Glass, who was a gem. We were interns together. Awesome. Um, at a PR firm. Um, I moved into her couch or maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe her bed with her. Every uh, once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. Yeah. My other best friend did the same, but to another friend. And the two of us were like, we will be roommates once we land jobs. I spent exactly three and a half weeks 
taking, I mean, probably like I had like a regiment of, like I remember like running with my portfolio under an arm. Oh my God. Very portfolios. Yes. From like, you know, I was in no, no Lita, like, oh my gosh, what is that restaurant that's on like Lafayette and like Hester Street right there? It's like still there. They have like a cavern. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It felt very fancy to me at the time that I'm like having a lunch interview at this like place. I'm sure it was super fancy for, yeah, for young 20s, new to New York City, so fancy. So fancy. And then like zipping up to like, I remember the New York Times book. But I I mean, I remember I had like a very serious schedule for myself and like, yeah, like I needed to get a job because I'm here. Yeah. No one wants me on their couch for that long. Yeah. Um, You were disciplined. You took it really seriously, which is great insanity I felt like I had so much to prove yeah I really did but you know what also because I'm also from the Midwest I'm also from Ohio that's also a Midwest mentality totally like we feel like we have to work a bit harder because we we didn't go to like the Parsons and the FITs and those schools and you know we're we don't have the New York address always on a rough you know I just feel like we have to work a little bit harder I think that's right I think I felt very intimidated like I didn't have any connections aside from, you know, the people I interned for, for which was amazing. Yeah. But I didn't have like, a family member working in the industry. Exactly. Or, like, you know, I, I wasn't like going to cool parties. You yeah. Know? Nothing was going to be handed to you. No, no, <laughs> that's for sure. And like, I needed to like figure out, you know, how to like start eating food soon. You know what I mean? Like, it, and to be able to afford to eat food. <laughs> yeah, like all of that. Yeah. Um, that's- but um yes I was like regimented very 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 disciplined about it and I I remember like I started my first day I remember starting my first day at Vogue on August 26th because I was like all right I will have health insurance in like (laughs) four days yes yeah I can (laughs) stop living life on the edge (laughs) yeah literally on the edge and so, you know, I, my other best friend, also, she also got a job. She was very disciplined. And I remember, like, she started her job a little bit earlier than I did. So okay. I spent like, a week, like, just trust me, I'm going to find us an apartment. Yes. You know? So then, yeah. like, that, like, after I got the job, I was like, okay, let me That's this. Yeah, this is my new job is apartment searching, which is a full-time job. Yes. And I remember, like, calling her from, we, we did find an apartment on, um, Stanton and Orchard, which we lived mm-hmm. in many years. This is the first time I'm like signing a lease. You know, every other time yeah. we for internships, we had like subletted or like used or seasons. guarantors or yeah. Yeah. yeah, all that. And I was like, okay, I found this place. It's in this like really cool neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to trust me. We have to live here. Yeah. Like, she trusted me to like make the decision on this apartment without seeing it. Oh my. That is that is some trust right there. Because remember, there weren't always taking photos on phones. Yeah, and there what websites were you even apartment searching? Like, I feel like things were so different. What website? That is such a good question. Because like, like Street Easy is what everyone uses now, but like that's not what we're using when we're like interning and like first moved here. I don't even know how I found my apartment. I think that. <laughs> I must have like spent a day wandering the neighborhoods and like writing down phone numbers on buildings that had like no way vacancies. 
because <laughs> I remember us being like, yeah, we're definitely going to live below 14th Street and above Canal. Yes. Very <laughs> specific about that location. <laughs> like, this is what we're going to do. So yeah. I think that I must have walked around and written down phone numbers and oh made my gosh. There might have been some Craigslist involved. I'm not sure. Probably, yeah. Craigslist was a big one before it was like way, way sketchy. Yeah, very sketchy. But okay. yeah, I think that's how we did it. Okay, so you found your place right before you were supposed to start your job. How was working at Vogue? Which also, side note, and I don't know if we've ever talked about, but I interned at Vogue, I believe, when you were working there. You were an accessories intern, right? I was I was in the closet under Sarah Analik. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. So, for sure. Crazy times. <laughs> that is so funny. I know. Um, I loved working at Vogue, and I also was like, it, it's so funny because I feel like I was, I took that job so seriously. Yeah. So seriously. Like, I felt like it was like a master class. And also the most important thing I've ever done in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard. I mean, it was. It was your first job. It, like, essentially was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think, like, it was – it's so interesting to think, like, that was the first place I, like, actually worked because, mm-hmm. it, like, it's always, like, what you, you – I thought I would aspire towards, you know? Like, yeah. I was kind of – and it's, like, was, like, my hero forever. Um, that's, like, most fashion people's end goal. Like, the, that's, like, when they knew that they made it. Like, that's, like, what they want to cross off their bucket list is, like, yeah. in some ways working for at Vogue. Yes. So, you know, like, I just feel like it was, you know, I remember I had my, like, alarm bell – times to the second that I like needed to get dressed to arrive at Vogue no later than like eight on the dot oh my gosh there every day at 8 a.m um and you know like I remember swiping in at four times square and being mm-hmm. like it's so cool you know yeah. um, <laughs> but also like really 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 wanting to be good at my job yeah you know like what haven't I thought of that I can be doing to do this better? Yeah. Like, you know, just continuously trying to think of ways to, you know, like I knew that I was there, but I like, it wasn't like, nothing was guaranteed. It wasn't like, okay, I'll be here forever or I'll like get promotion yeah. or like, you know, nothing. I felt like I had to keep like working really, really hard. Yeah. I wanted to, like solidify or like validate or you know that midwestern mentality like yep. you know i really wanted to prove that i belonged there yeah um, and i think one of the greatest like gifts at that time was managing the intern program mm-hmm. like my team yeah um, i regret that i didn't know you i know it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but some of the interns that i did have like in my department like were really I mean, they stayed some of my closest friends. Yeah. Um, and, like, they're all flourishing, you know, in the industry now. And it's, I, it's it's amazing to watch, yeah. And even, it's funny, even some of the girls that I interned with were still really good friends today. I just feel like Vogue did, it brought you a lot of relationships. Because I feel like kind of what you said, everyone there wanted to work really hard. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, like, you know, I think... I, 
I wanted to work so hard. I think I was also like learning so much about myself in the city. I was being exposed to a lot of things I'd never seen before. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was so much to take in all at once. Yeah. And, um, I think it also though did solidify some of my like key values that I think I really try to like keep with me as I like own and operate my own styling business, you know, yeah. just trying to make sure that it's like a healthy and happy workplace, trying to work with people who have like positive spirits and positive mm-hmm. energy, um, you know, hand, how to handle logistics, how to like find the solution to problems that, yeah. people, you know, um, yeah. So what did, what was next after Vogue? What did you, how long did you stay there and what did you go on to do next? Yeah. So I was there for a couple of years. Um, I, I had a really hard time like with my departure because it came kind of unexpectedly. Okay. Um, like I wasn't planning on leaving, but yeah. I randomly stumbled upon a couple of kids in a coffee shop. <laughs> Okay. Um, who were tinkering around with some new technology. They were making a touchable video platform. Oh. And we were chatting about it at the coffee shop. Yeah. And, and talking, they, they had just moved here. They had built this platform. They just shown, um, like they just partnered with the CFDA and a couple of like the incubator programs and really wanted to like launch in fashion. Yeah. Merging storytelling with commerce all online like mm-hmm. think like vimeo with a pinterest board behind so really cool video still doesn't really exist in the way we were building it yeah i was gonna say that sounds really really cool but i don't know that i've seen that yeah <laughs> so i like started freelancing with them like on weekends nights like helping them connect to fashion people while i was okay. Okay. And it was starting to become successful and we were starting to get investment and starting to do all these things. Yeah. And after a couple of months of doing both, I had a long talk with like Virginia, um, who basically was like, you can always come back. Like you're so young. Why don't you try it? Yeah. And oh, that's, that's the best. It was awesome. Yeah. I sobbed on my last day. I couldn't believe it. Of course. <laughs> Um, because I didn't, you know, I wasn't there as long as I maybe imagined that I would be, yeah. but it seemed like a really great opportunity and just to do something really innovative and to learn how to launch a company. Yeah. It was just calling to me. Like, I felt like I had to do it. Yes. And so I did. You did and it. <laughs> like two months later, I was like, dear everyone I ever met at Vogue. I am launching this tech startup. It's going really well. But if you ever need styling like assistance or yeah. like because I like needed to still pay my rent. You of know? course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Startup life isn't always the most lucrative upfront. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like assisting, like styling, like assisting. Yeah. And so launching this tech company and like that became my entire life real fast. Yeah. Um, which was crazy. And a couple of months into doing both, um, I just had an incredible experience working with an actress, um, assisting a stylist who was working with her. And Mm -hmm. she and I really connected and she asked me to continue helping her and working with her. And that was kind of how I ended up 
styling while also launching the tech company. And I did both those things for three years. Wow. Which was nuts. Yeah. Before finally being like, I am exhausted. I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm like, I need to pick a baby. Yes. Um, and that was styling. Um, I, I just loved it. And like, wow. it just felt like what I always, you know, I never knew that this was like a career I could have. You know? Right before how did how did styling kind of take off for you obviously you were doing your freelance projects but was it one client that you had that kind of was like oh this was like a game changer in my career I think it was definitely definitely the one client I think it was the fact that it was really important to me to stay in touch with the people that I really believed helped me to like begin working in magazines mm-hmm. um I think it was probably like my my agent currently had reached out to me at that time and you know wanted to meet and I think like she believed in me mm-hmm. that is amazing like you know a debt of gratitude obviously yeah her like seeing potential there as well yeah um but I think I was really fortunate like the combination of having that time at Vogue and like being able to assist and being able to continue assisting yeah while I was launching this company which so at the same time like I'm meeting more people in a more senior level and mm-hmm. assist I'm like assisting and like doing something more senior which I think right. is really important you know to yeah like never forget that you like have to do it all like mm-hmm. you should never be like too like you're never too important to like Right. Pack up the suitcase. Yeah, that's never going to be beneath. It should never be beneath you. Yeah, I mean, like maybe someday I'll be like super old and like physically unable. You can't actually (laughs) physically pack up the suitcase. Like I can help some other way. Yeah. Until then. Yeah, I think that was actually really good for me, and still like very in line with my like Midwesterny self to like. Yeah. Like making the calls, but also like not. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, it definitely, it's, it says something about you as well when you are that person where nothing's beneath you because I, and I'm sure you have as well. I've had interns before where they actually will verbally say that there's certain work that they don't want to do. And I'm just like, this mentality shouldn't even exist. You're here to learn. It's strange to me because it's like, so what will you do if you ever believe that you'll be operating your own business? Right. and, like you don't know how to do this or like or will you not do it for yourself like right job. like it, it, yeah. it just it is a very logistics driven task oriented driven like people business yeah you know, if it's not something you want to do I understand yeah but you probably will have to do something else entirely because it doesn't go away. Yeah. And you, everyone has to start somewhere. Like you said, there's going to be a period where maybe you don't have to pack up the suitcases, but it should still never just, sometimes you just got to get the work done. You got to do what you got to do. You got to get the work done. You got to be a team player. And like, turns out when you pack the suitcase, you then know where everything is and be way more efficient on the flip side. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I, I think like, I mean, I, I know my mom always told me, like, you know, you got to start from the bottom, work your way up, because then you know how to do all of it, and you can yeah. understand what people are going through that are working with you, um, and you can also explain better to people who mm-hmm. want to hire you what's involved to get the job done. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it only makes you more marketable to other people, because you know how to do all the things versus just what you're 
what's like on your uh, job description. Totally. And I think, you know, it's important for us to talk about, you know, as fashion people, like mm-hmm. there is a lot of like nitty gritty, like 11th hour. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, that we are doing to like to problem solve. Yeah. And, you know, I think that I am somebody who always wants to find a solution mm-hmm. and like wants to be able to be like, yeah, we can do that versus the opposite. Yeah. You know, like, I, but like, I will say that there's definitely a balance to strike. Like, I don't need to say yes to everything. Like, that's a yeah. lot of learning. Right. Um, but I have spent a long time wanting to say yes. And I think that's instinctual, maybe Midwestern. Mm-hmm. But you want people out, you know, like, let me help you out now. So down the road, you'll help me out. And I do think that has been like the cycle of my career. Yeah. What happened with the, the startup? Oh, so basically... <laughs> Um, you know, I parted ways. I was fully vested. We left on like happy, peaceful terms. Great. The best way to leave. (laughs) And they still operate, but, you know, kind of pivoted as like a ad tech service. Okay. Um, Versus like when I was there, you know, we really had a vision for a very creative, cinematic fashion Mm -hmm. um, focused approach. Um, but like the company definitely is very involved in a lot of other startups and um it truly was such a beautiful lesson in how to build something from scratch yeah um which was like kind of cool to go from working for like one of the oldest institutions to like something that had never existed before yeah like this duality of you know thinking outside the box thinking for new solutions while also mm-hmm. knowing how to do things that yeah. effective, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's. It, I feel like that's, it probably made you a bit more well-rounded because you kind of had both ends of the spectrum. You kind of saw both sides. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> this generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> so then styling was the baby that you picked and what you wanted to do full-time. So then how did your career in styling evolve into your full-time gig? Yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely don't excel at patience. (laughs) (laughs) Patience is hard. (laughs) Patience is hard. I, you know, it takes a while when you do decide to join an agency, sign with an agent. Yeah. For them to be able to build you and for you to, like, really have a portfolio in place where people have the confidence to work with you yeah and from i remember like at the time feeling like this is ages and like looking back on it it was like a couple of months you know a couple of months but like really and i still do you know you do the test shoots you Mm -hmm. you know learn who a new up-and-coming actress is and what their career path might be and you see if you connect as like humans and yeah want to take a risk and work with each other and um I think like those kind of things are never ending in styling you know you're always yeah. it's like human investments which mm-hmm. sounds weird but like yeah I want to help you because I think we have like-minded thoughts and vision and passion mm-hmm. and so like we don't really know where it's gonna go where your career is gonna take you but 
I think like I'm here for the long run with mm-hmm. my clients and I hope that they like feel the same way and having that like in the beginning mutual kind of trust in one another right. really sets you up for success. Mm-hmm. So what are you, what are your thoughts on having an agent versus not? Cause you've been on both ends where you've been doing the work without an agent and then also to now having one, how is that different? Do you think it's essential to the growth in your career? I, I, um, I like having an agent. I, I think, you know, it's really good to have somebody to, you know, be your sounding board. You know, I'm thinking yeah. about this. You think this is a good idea? I'm not really sure. Or, you know, I've never worked on this kind of project. What do you think I need to do in order to position myself for this? Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, truly, just bluntly, I do not like dealing with invoices. I don't like having to like uh, put out a number. No. I don't like I don't like having to talk about that at all. Yeah. And I think having an agent frees me up to just talk about the fun stuff with my clients. Yeah. I mean, like here and there, I will jump in and be like, I understand that that's a big expense for you. Like, don't worry. Like, we'll take care of it. Like, I'll just. But I prefer to leave that to my agent. And yeah. I, I think like some people are really really good at being like, nope. If you want this, it's gonna cost this, and like that's it. End of story. Yeah not my strength yeah okay so then that's where having an agent kind of comes in to play because they can kind of do the dirty work yeah and I mean they also know what other stylists like what's comparable you know like outrageous like should I be doing this like does anyone else do it like this yeah Um, that's helpful and um you know it's like it's all about just the relationships you know Mm -hmm. having somebody kind of in your court and also you know, there are times where somebody will, like, this goes both ways. Like, somebody will reach out wanting to work with Stylist X, but Stylist X is busy. So yeah. your agent can recommend so-and-so and so mm-hmm. who they also represent, and then, like, that person might have an opportunity that they wouldn't have had before. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. kind of goes both ways. So I think that's a, a cool part about being a part of an agency is, you know, you might find yourself connecting with people you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah if you weren't kind of in that network. Yeah. What's your most exciting gig to date or one that you're really proud of or one that's been like so fun and so memorable? Oh my gosh. I, okay. <laughs> this is like from Vogue. I just remember one of the editors there, um, like after a photo shoot, she was just like, you know what? Like it's done. It's over. It's out of my hands. Like yeah. I did everything I could to make it successful. And now what's next? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. Like, I feel like I really try to use that approach for everything that I do. Like, it doesn't matter if it's the Oscars or if it's like a small lookbook shoot for, you know, like a sock company. Yeah. Um, all of it is important. I just feel like you never know what job is going to lead to your next job. And if you're only looking for the really, really, really exciting jobs, someday you might look around and like, there are no jobs. To be had. Yeah. And I'm not that person who's in that position to be you know like yeah. I'm supporting myself I'm supporting my team and um like I I have the mentality to be grateful for the work and um I don't know maybe 20 years down the road self will listen to this and be like you don't say yes to that anymore but I hope that's <laughs> not true because yeah you know like there is such thing as burnout mm-hmm. and uh, and learning to say no is important yeah but, I really feel like you just never know who you're going to meet, who you'll really connect with, 
you know, you might get pitched for a job that doesn't feel right for you and, you know, that's fine and you can say no, but like, if you're just not sure if it's right for you and there's something telling you, maybe give it a try. I mean, mm -hmm. you could be on set and you could meet like an incredible hairstylist who has a new client that thinks you might be a great match and like there's that connection you just made yeah you know or like maybe you just need some socks <laughs> yeah. I don't know. there's that there, there's always socks <laughs> um no i mean but i i like to, to not like jump around your question but like to answer your question yeah like, i did really love i during during this unusual time mm -hmm. one of like my favorite days of this year um one of my clients reached out to me about like coming up like working together to collaborate with the concept for um the cover of flaunt magazine awesome Maya, um, who i just love you know we got to be really creative and like come up with this shoot and like have a day you know socially distanced outside creating yeah and that to me is just so rewarding like being able to conceptualize, talk to a client about what they're feeling and what they're dreaming of and, you know, being able to come and say like, what does this move board make you feel? And they can give you feedback. Like that is so, so, so rewarding to me when you yeah. really collaborate with somebody you really care about. And then the end result is like, wow, this is exactly what I imagined. You know, the team yeah. was so talented, like hair and makeup and photo and my assistant, everyone came and delivered their best self on that day. And like, look at this beautiful so shoot awesome. we created. But, you know, like every award season is always so exciting, especially, yeah. you know, when your client has a successful night and, you know, it's always like a little bit weepy. Yeah. The work that go into it and then they like had a good night and you're, it just feels All great. the emotions. Yeah. So I don't know. I like doing all of it. Well, I then that's good. It sounds like you're in the right place then. I really, really, really love my job. I really love being busy and I really love my job. I really feel grateful. That's really special. That's I love to hear people that love the work that they're doing. And you can always tell when someone genuinely is like passionate about the work they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think to be able to have a profession in something that makes you feel like creative and alive and like you're using your skills. Yeah. Like that's really, I'm really fortunate for that. Um, I, I know that's not everybody, you know? Yeah. Not every person on earth is like, the job I do is what's in my brain anyways, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what is, how has styling been during this time? You know, I, you mentioned that there are some shoots still happening and you're doing them socially distanced, but has work slowed down? Has it picked up? Are you creating your own opportunities? What are you doing yeah. during this time? I mean, I remember like March 1st talking to my team like, Things are getting kind of weird. Yeah. Safe. Like, you know, if anyone feels unsafe, like, please don't come to work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We stocked up on, like, the soap and the sanitizers and the white Paper and towels and, and, yeah. All of it. Yeah. And then, like, the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day, everything was pushed back. Yep. For about, like, 10 days. Yeah. And then after, then, like, March 10th, basically everything was canceled. Yep. And then March 12th. Everything all... shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and from like March 12th to like August 1st, there was 
no work, zero. Um, and that was really, I mean, for me, it was like an existential crisis because like, who am I if I'm not a stylist? Yeah. <laughs> so that was really emotional and hard. And I was really trying to find ways to stay creative. Um, be it like I've always done this 30 wears series. So I got back into it in a big okay. way, you know, really talking about like shopping your closet in this time because sustainability is near to my heart, but also like mm -hmm. it's a pandemic, like we're not shopping, but it still feels really good and fulfilling to yeah. be express yourself with your wardrobe. Right. And then I also got back into another social media series that I had started like two or three years ago called Recreate Fashion History. Oh, cool. It's like really funny, like kind of silly, but like I would find pictures of like historic, you know, fashion moments and then like recreate them with my wardrobe. I love that. And again, like everything, I took it so seriously. <laughs> my was like in charge of the market research and we did stories about it and we made it shoppable and we just went to town and- I love that. I think like having a schedule and something to work on made me feel normal. It made me feel normal. Yeah. So like we had no idea how long this was going to last. So I was right. like back to the chopping board, like starting from scratch. Like if I need to generate my own work in a way that I haven't before, yeah. like what's the new thing I can do? Like I actually you know, started really working on photography so I could take beautiful photos. Mm -hmm. Photos of my clients during whatever might come which I think yeah. has been great because like we're all on zoom so yeah fashion is like boob up now yes so easy <laughs> well I was like no I don't want to miss out on that like full look moment so if I can learn to take beautiful photos then yeah. I can like take my clients photo so that they don't feel like they're missing the step and repeat you know yeah so I was really working on that um so yeah, like creating our own work was a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like slowly, slowly trickling back. It's different. You yeah, know, the way we're working is different. We can't we can't have as much stuff as we used to, which I think is actually probably better for the universe and all of True. our mental. Health anyways, <laughs> yes. Um, but it's you know it's picking up, but it's still very slow compared to what was our normal. Yeah. Um, and I think like, I don't know how long it's going to stay this way. And I think just yeah. to try to find positivity and to be grateful and appreciative of all the work that like we do get to do when it comes. Yeah. You know, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, it'll gonna be, be, it's going to be fine. And it will be all the more rewarding when, you know, the work starts to return back to normal and you'll be ready and energized and, and I think the other silver lining of all this is, you know, even a day off, like it's still be answering emails, you know? Yeah. Um, so like just to really like remember who I am and my priorities and like truly a reset, like let me only work with people that share my values. Like yes. good people, kind people. Yeah. People with gratitude in them. Mm -hmm. Um people who really want to be collaborative. I feel like it's been like a good time to be reminded of that as well. Yeah. A good reset. Yeah. And like learning that I don't need to work 20 hours a day to be like yes. a human. Right. Like, you know. Instilling that balance again. Yeah. Trying to reset. 
Exactly. Yeah. I'm not trying to like make light on this time. It's been a challenge. It's been really. Of course. Many people have had like, I just know some people have had it way worse than me. Everyone's had a different struggle. Yeah. Um, But I'm trying to figure out what we've learned. I think that's good. That's a very positive spin on it. So I like to wrap up every show with what I call a shot, which is something that is small and powerful that you want to pass on. What shot do you want to give? You don't mean like a lemon drop? (laughs) It can be a lemon drop. It can be a tequila shot. (laughs) What small and powerful things do I want to pass on? I want to pass on power of conviction Mm. no like the power to believe you can create whatever scenario you need to get you through yeah like even like last week i had to remind myself this every day like this is not permanent yeah and feel good you will get through this like what can you do right now to make yourself feel awesome yes like let me tell you last week it was real hard i was in a dark place yeah, I do think it was like essential. It comes and goes. It's going to continue to come and go. Yeah. I like that. The power of conviction. That's a, that's a very strong shot. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know, no chasers here. No chasers. And you just got to believe in it. And you just got to like stay firm that whatever you set your mind to, you are the only one in charge of your destiny i love it well take care of yourself and stay inspired and thank you so much